0: Y'all, did y'all meet last week, last couple of weeks? I know you didn't on Christmas Day, did you? Or I know you weren't going to. You did last week. Okay, so, um, cool. Um, This is still New Year's for me, so this is, so, so I'm I'm curious, since we've had a full whole week into 2023 now, did y'all set any New Year's resolutions? Is that something you guys do, Anybody? Nobody at all. That's a. Anybody ever done that before? Is that a thing that you used to do? I'm not a resolutions guy necessarily, but I, uh, but I do like the idea of kind of, you know, starting over or trying to do better in in, in certain things, and and um, I I don't know. To me, it's it's kind of an exciting time that you can kind of. Hey, we're gonna start over. It's like a my wife's a, a preschool teacher, and so this is kind of she starts over every every fall, you know. It's kinda of like, okay, we're gonna try this, and we're gonna do this, and we're gonna open up this and and so it's it's kind of an exciting time and, and for me I'm a um I'm a there there's a book out right now um called um uh, Strengths Finders. I don't know if you've ever you know, you've ever heard of this book, but it what it does is you go through it and it tells you your it tells you your five top strengths that you have in, in your own life and how God wired you and created you and one of mine is is a, it's called a it's a futurist. And so what I like to do is I like to think forward. So I get excited about Okay, something new is coming. I get to, I can reset things. I can start over. I can try this. I can do that. And I'm a big, I, I like to do that. I don't necessarily follow through with it very well, but I do like to do that. So this time of year, it kind of excites me and gets me, gets me kind of pumped up. And so I did a little research on trying to figure out what, what most people, what they like to redo this time of year. If they're going to make a resolution or a goal or a, or just change some stuff up, uh, what, what they typically are. And so here's here's what I found. I think there's like, I don't know, 10 of them or so. But here's what I found. Um, people that create and, and people that set New Year's resolutions say this. Uh, number one, they're going to exercise more. Exercise more. Can anybody relate to that? Number two is lose weight. Uh, number three is people say they want to get organized. I have no idea what that means. What do you mean get organized? Uh, but that's what they want to do, get organized. Uh, number four is they want to learn a new skill or a hobby. I wanna do something different. I wanna crochet this year. Or I'm gonna take up bass fishing or something that they've never known, or almost start shooting pool or whatever it might be. Um, so I want a, a new skill or a hobby. The next one is, I wanna, this is my, This is the funniest one to me. And this is like number five. I wanna live life to the fullest. What does that mean? I wanna live life to the fullest. Have I not been living life to the fullest? I mean, what's, what does that even mean? The next one is save money. Or spend less money. Um, the the number, I don't know where we are, six or seven, uh, quit smoking. Uh, the next one is spend more time with family and friends. The next one is travel more. And the last one is read more. Um, there is a tragic flaw with every single one of these. Did you catch what the flaw was? Anybody have any idea what the flaw is in any of these? There's no way to prove that you're doing any of it. Read more, okay that's good, like what billboards I mean what, what what are we reading here? I want to exercise more, okay? what have you been doing what, what What does that mean? Walk to the refrigerator three more times a day i mean what's what's what does exercise more mean? Uh, I want to get organized, okay? What does that mean? I mean, none of these make any sense to me because they 're just so vague and they 're just so out there and they're just there 's no way to tell if i 'm doing any of this um, if you've if you've been in the if you if you've had an employer who thinks forward any at all, what I'm about to tell you is not going to be anything new to you. But I'm going to tell you just a little bit about some some things that I have learned over the course of the past 20 years of working in the work a day world. Um, and one of the things that a lot of a lot of companies are going to now they're called smart goals. And again, I'm not making this up. This is not new. You guys have probably heard this, but just work with me here. Um, but if I want to set a goal, I want it to be a SMART goal. So SMART is an, um, smart stands for something, S-M-A-R-T. And um, so here, let me just go through this w- with you real fast. Again, you've probably heard this before. This is nothing really new. But if I'm going to set a goal uh, and it's going to be a SMART goal, the S is going to stand for specific. I want to set something specific. All right, so if I'm going to say I'm going to, let's see, live life to the fullest, I need to be a little more specific than that. Uh, if I'm going to say I'm going to exercise more, I need to be a little bit more specific. Okay, and let's 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 camp on exercise just for a second. Okay, so if or let's let's camp on well, let's do exercise. So I want to exercise more. Well, how spe- specifically how are you going to exercise more? Okay, well I'm going to I'm going to start running. All right, that's what I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to exercise. I'm going to I'm going to run. All right, so now I've got something specific. The M is measurable. Uh, I want to set a measurable goal. All right, so I'm going to run more. If I'm going to start running, then what's that even mean? Well, I'm going to run three times a week. Uh, Or, or no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run five miles in a week. All right? That's measurable. That's something I can can do. The A in SMART goal is attainable. It's attainable. Uh, You're not going to say, I'm going to start running more, therefore I'm going to run 500 miles this week. I mean, that's not attainable. You can't do that. Uh, There's no way you can do that. Uh, even 50 miles in a week is not attainable. You can't do that. So, so set your goal uh, that's attainable. Uh, the the uh, the R in SMART is relevant. Make sure it makes sense. Okay. You're not going to start running. Uh, you're not going to start running if you're not prepared to start running. Uh, you're, it's just not going to make any sense if that's not something that you like to do. If it's not something that that's that you're even able to do, if, you, if you're physically not able to, I mean, you're not going to set a goal that's not relevant for your life. Uh, and then finally, the last one is, t, is the the T is time sensitive. So you want to set a goal that you can say, uh, okay, on. Let's go back to go back to my running thing. Okay, I want to run three times a week. Time sensitive, so I'm going to run Monday morning, Wednesday morning, and then Friday morning. Three times a week, there's time sensitive, there's a goal that's specific, it's measurable. Now I have, it's specific because I'm saying I'm going to run. It's measurable because I'm saying I'm going three times a week um, or or I'm going to run five miles in a week. Um, it is attainable because that's something that I can get out and do. I have shoes, I have shorts, I can do this. Um, and it's relevant because it's something that it's in my wheelhouse. It's something that I want to do. It's something I'm kind of designed to do. And then it's time-sensitive. I'm going to go three times a week. I'm going to run X number of miles on those three times a week. Does that make sense? So when we set up resolution, this is going somewhere spiritual, I promise it is. Uh, so when we set up, when we set up goals in our life and we set up resolutions in our life, then they really need to make sense, and not just, I want to know God more this year, which is a very great goal for us for us Christians, is that we, we probably set that, whether we actually say it or not, we probably turn the corner on a calendar year and say, you know what, I'm going, I want to be a better Christian this year. I, I, want to, I want to follow Jesus harder this year. Well, that's not a smart goal. It's a great goal. But it's not a smart according to what I've just said. It's not according to the thing I just spelled out here. That's not a SMART goal because there's no way to know if you're attaining it or not. It's not measurable. It's not specific. It's not time sensitive. You don't have anything mapped out to say this is how I'm gonna do this. Um, uh, and, and I find it I find it kind of curious that um, we settle for that as Christians in our lives, don't we? I I want to I want to be a better Christian. Well that's that's wonderful. I'm gonna tell everybody I want to be a better Christian. Well that's fantastic. What are you gonna do about it? And so this morning I want us to just to kind of focus something a little bit more on what are we gonna do about it? How are we going to be a better Christian in 2023? How are we going to um how are we going to jump off of the, the vague bandwagon of I'm wanna be better? And to say, this is, these are the things that I'm going to do. So at the end of this today, I'm hoping that you're starting to kind of, by, by the end of our talk this morning, hopefully you're, you're going to start thinking, okay, this is, this is one thing that I'm going to do. This is something that I'm going to start doing or stop doing. Um, and, and and ironically, our text this morning is kind of a vague text. Uh, so if you'll just go with me just for a minute, uh, to 2 Corinthians chapter five, if you'll turn there, 2 Corinthians chapter five, I'm going to turn this off just for a second. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We'll begin in verse 6 this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6. I have this. uh, Let's jump down. I'll I'll, I'll read this out of the ESV, the uh, English Standard Version. I'm not sure what... Typical versions you guys have, but this is where, where I am this morning. And then I'll do, read a little bit this morning also out of the New Living Translation. It's kind of where I like to do my Bible study of late. Uh, but e- the English Standard Version says this, starting in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, starting in verse 6. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body that we are away from the Lord. Now this is this in the body and out of the body stuff is just simply talking about uh, living life on earth and, and, and having passed away and now living in heaven. So home and away uh, here on earth. Um, anyway, home in the body and away with the Lord. That's what he's talking about. Uh, verse 7 says, uh, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Verse 8, Yes, we are of good courage when we would rather be away from the body and home with the Lord. And verse 9 is where I want us to camp this morning. Listen to this. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim and that, that, uh, your version may say our goal, which is probably the better, the better word here. We make it our goal to please him or to please God. For we must all appear before, uh, before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one of us may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Verse 9 again says, and, and the NIV says, whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. My goal, my resolution, I resolve to please God in all that we do. Let's let's pray together and we'll jump into this text this morning. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you give us your word that that is amazingly complex, yet amazingly simple. uh, And so simple sometimes that we just overlook it. God, this verse allow it to penetrate our lives. Allow it to change who we are. Allow it to become a cornerstone of our lives. And Lord, I pray that as we live out 2023, we live it in such a way that we are pleasing to You. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. You know we are creatures of habit, right? Everything we do is 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 based around and 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 and, and it kind of revolves around habits in our lives. Um, human beings are a little bit Creatures of we don't like to make decisions. Um, think about this. Uh, you have a habit of you're in your favorite restaurant that you go to. You go, you sit down, and very likely you're already, you are already already know what you're going you're gonna to eat, right? Because you've made this decision years ago. You, you're, you already know. And if you don't, if you are kind of more of a foodie and you're going to read through the menu and find something different, you're at least going to sit down and order the same thing to drink. You know, you sit down, and you say, I oh, got get some, give me some tea while I look at the menu, or give me a, a water or a coke or something while I look at the menu, right? Because we don't like to make decisions, we don't like to change, we don't like to we don't like things to be different because we don't. It's just it's an exercise of our brain to do something different, and so we go to our restaurants, we sit down, and we create and we do our habit because this is what we do. We don't like to make decisions. Um, we have habits in our in our homes. Um, I can't tell you the number of times. Um, and I guess I'm just getting old, but I can't tell you the number of times recently that I've taken a shower and at the end of the shower, I go, did I, did I take a shower? You know what I mean? Did I actually wash things? I mean, am I clean? I don't really even remember that. And so I've turned the water back on and I've, I, I, lather up again, you know, just because I don't remember. It's just a habit. I'm, it's early in the morning and I just, uh, you know, if, if, if I couldn't taste the toothpaste in my mouth, I would wonder if I brushed my teeth, you know what I mean? But just because I don't think about it, it's a habit. It's just something I do. The spiritual life can get the exact same way. We go through these habits, and we do things, and we don't really realize even why we do them, and they become a little bit irrelevant in our lives. And we have to make conscious decisions to change the habits that we have um, in our lives. So uh, Second Corinthians chapter five verse nine that we just read that verse. Whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. All right, so. Let this in 2023 become your habit. All right. Let's shift gears from from just from just going through life with our habits, going through life, just letting everything just kind of come at us as it comes at us. And let's start applying this question. All right. I'm telling you, if you can do this, if you will do this, it will change who you are in a very positive and a very good way. But let this be your goal. Start asking yourself this question. How do I... Please God in this. How do I please God in this? And let it become a question that you ask throughout the day. How do I please God in this? Okay, so here's an example. My wife is doing something. And by the way, my wife is, you don't know her, but she's a perfect woman and she doesn't do anything wrong. But occasionally, she'll do something that I don't like. Uh, just occasionally. she'll, do, and, and so I have to go away from... I'm irritated. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blurt out what I feel right now because this is she deserves it because she's done something wrong. I have to shift in my brain and start asking that question. How do I please God in this? All right? It changes everything. Because our goal in life is to please God. It is. And then that's what it's supposed to be. Paul tells us this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Our goal in life is to please God. We have to get past this feeling and reacting mentality that we have as humans and we have to start thinking all right the the feeling center of your life is 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 called the amygdala and it actually lives right back here uh, at the base of your brain at the top of your spinal cord all right so just if this is where you feel You think, your processing, your reasoning center of your brain is actually up here in your frontal cortex, your cerebral cortex. It's right here. So there's actually a distance between your feeling and your thinking. That's where that question lives. It lives between your feeling and your thinking. If I were to take this hymnal right here and throw it at you and hit you right in the head, all right, your feelings back here in the back, your feelings are going to feel something. Not 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 even physically. I mean, you're going to feel something. You're either going to feel anger. Why? Did, why did he hit me with this book? And I'm, I'm going to get up and go beat him down because he hit me with this book. You're going to feel or you're maybe you're going to feel sad. Well, I mean, he must not like me. He threw a book at me. I don't, I don't know why he, he did You're going to feel something. When in actuality, it might have been because there's a great big fly on your head, or there's a big mosquito flying around you, or I, I don't know. That's really a dumb example. I'm not sure why I went here, but, 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 but you get, you get what I'm saying? You're gonna feel something. You have to take the time to ask yourself the question, how do I please God in this? So, if you're just gonna react and get up, jump up, and come up here and beat me up because I hit you with a book, that might not be the best reaction. Because if you can think about this, instead of just feeling it, if you can think about it and allow that question to, to permeate your brain, how do I please God in this? Allow yourself to stop and don't just feel and react, but to think and respond the way God wants you to respond. How do I please God in this? So the question could be Hey, Kirk, why did you throw this book at me? Okay, hang on a second. Was, is there something wrong? Is there something going on around you? What's wrong with what's happening in your life? That, that made you so irritated that you threw a book at me. See what I'm saying? It's just different now. Instead of just jumping to conclusions, and I know none of you guys jump to conclusions and say stuff you shouldn't say. I know none of you do. Uh, but if you happen to know somebody that does, they can hear this, and it's a good thing to hear. Uh, we have to get past feeling and to begin thinking. The Christian life is spent, is best spent from here up, of us thinking our way through. Because if we don't, we will let the habits of our lives dictate who we are and the feelings of our life dictate who we are and we are not making and we're not moving forward in any in any good and positive way um there's a diagram that that uh, would really go well with this and i've brought a whiteboard or something i could draw this out for you but if you'll just work with me just for a second um and think and think through this with me um so um Matthew chapter thirteen verse fifteen says that out of the heart come all of these things. You, you've heard this verse, right? Out of the heart come all these things, and they're evil things. They're lustful things. They're they're angry things. They are bitter things. They're sad things. They are um, they're evil thoughts, uh, and they're they're just desires that we shouldn't have. So out of the heart come all of these things, and you guys deal with this just like I deal with this. We we have this stuff in our lives. This is who this is who we are as humans. These are the habits that we have. This is, the, this is the life that we live. So out of the heart come all of these things. And every single day, multiple times a day, even hundreds of times a day, those things hit us. And we have a decision to make. So you got your heart right here. And coming out of this heart is a, if you'll just kind of picture with me just for a second, you have a heart. And it's coming up out of your heart. And this is, you have a decision to make. All right? It comes out of the heart up here to a decision, and you have this decision. It's kind of like a a fork in the road, a why, if you will. So you have this decision right here to make. You can make the easy decision to just do what your feelings tell you. All right? My wife is doing something goofy, and I'm getting irritated with her, so I'm just going to yell at her. That's an easy decision. it's just simple because that's what your body wants to do. Those are the things that you want to do. That's what's coming out of your heart. So you have this easy decision to make. And that ultimately, that's just pleasing yourself. So you make the easy decision, but your life gets really hard because now you've got this problem in your home. You've, or maybe the decision was to the the easy decision here was just to to say something you shouldn't, or to uh, to 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 speak a lie, or to just do something that you shouldn't have done, and your life gets really hard. Proverbs, uh, uh, Proverbs fifteen nineteen says that the way of the transgressor is hard. When you're living a life in a, in following your feelings and you're uh, following your feelings, your, your life, you're making easy decisions, but really your life gets really hard. But if you'll stay on the other side and yeah, you're pleasing yourself. But if you'll stay on the other side and, and you choose the hard decision to please God, second Corinthians five, nine, right where we are, whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. If you make that hard decision to please God, then your life becomes easy. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30 talks about that if you'll, if you'll, Jesus says, if you'll come to me, if you're weak and, and heavy laden and buried down with, with burden, I'll give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you because my, my, my burden is easy. My, I mean, my, my, my way is easy and my burden is light. And your life gets easier because you've made this hard decision. So here's here's an example. I come in. Uh, I, I come in here this morning, let's say, and somebody confronts me and and, and just says something that, that hurts my feelings. Um, and none of you guys would do that. But let's say you did. And then I came in. Somebody hurt my feelings. I have the easy decision for me is to hurt your feelings right back. It's just to say something. Well, well, you're not any better. I can't. You, you know, I've, I know that you've done this really a similar thing. That would just kind of please me. But what it would do is it would drive a wedge between me and you and and probably me and all of you because y'all are going to take the side of whoever's in here because y'all are all friends, and that's great. Well, see, now I have made the easy decision to please myself, but my life is going to be really hard because the next time I come, I won't be able to look anybody in the eye. I've made something dumb here, and I can't get past it. But if I make the hard decision to just back up and say, Kirk, just chill out, man. Just, Just don't say anything dumb right here. And allow myself to ask the question, how do I please God in this? And now I'm making the decision, okay, I'm just going to say, you know what, I, I appreciate, your, appreciate your criticism and I'm going to take that to heart. I'm going to pray through that a little bit if you don't mind. And now the, the problem is diffused. I've made the easy decision, I've made the hard decision to follow God and to do what he wants me to do. And now my life is just a little bit easier. My burden is light. <clears throat> so how do, I, how do I put all this into practice? How do I put all this into practice? I'll give you three quick examples, really quick examples of how you can put this into practice uh, in 2023. Okay, so if this is going to become your, your new verse, and by the way, I don't know if you guys are into memorizing scripture, but I highly encourage you to memorize 2 Corinthians 5.9 uh, and, uh, and allow yourself to understand this question How do I please God in this? It's a simple verse to memorize. Whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. It's a simple verse to memorize. And if you can start adding this question of how do I truly please God in this and not please myself right now, I'm telling you, it will change your life. And it will change the lives of those around you. And it will honor God in everything that you do. And by the way, let me just break this verse down for you real fast. Whether I'm at home or away, uh, we, we talked a moment ago <clears throat> excuse me, about home and away being in the body or out of the body, alive or dead, on earth or in heaven. But really, those two are things are just opposites. So think of it like this. Whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. Think of it like this. Whether I am any two opposites you can think of, whether I am financially stable or financially not stable, I make it my goal to please God. Whether my marriage is in great shape or my marriage is in terrible shape, I make it my goal to please God. Whether I'm happy or sad, I make it my goal to please God. Whether my job is fantastic or awful, I make it my goal to please God. And here's something you guys said a while ago. Whether my city's government is in good shape or not, I make it my goal to please God. So how do I please God in this? How do I honor God in the things that I do? Well, here's a way. Here's I just... There's multiple ways. There's thousands of things that you're going to have to ask yourself questions over. How do I please God in this? But just three real quick ones. How do I please God in being a, a true faithful follower of him? Matthew's, uh, Matthew chapter 16 beginning in verse 24. You don't have to look that up. I'll read it to you. But Matthew 16 beginning in verse 24 says this. Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you want to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you want to give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, lose your own lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If you want to follow God and be and please Him in your life in your spiritual life, you're going to have to it, you're going to have to give up the things that you hold dear. And follow him with all of your heart. That may mean giving up time just to get up in the morning a little extra and, and, and read God's word and pray. And, and, and maybe it's time to, to go across the street and visit with somebody that might just need, your, might just need a friend. Or maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a discipline of, of just making yourself come to church or be in a small group or do a Bible study. I don't know what it might be, uh, but it always takes sacrifice as well. So it always takes time, it takes discipline, and it takes sacrifice to follow Jesus. It does. Time, discipline, and sacrifice. How about in your marriage? Ephesians 5.33 tells us that that it says the husband is supposed to love his wife and a wife is supposed to respect her husband. How do I please God in my marriage? I love my wife. I love my wife. Does that mean only when she is lovable? No. It does not. In, in, any relationship really you love the people that you're with bible says to love your neighbor as yourself the relationships you have in your life it is it's, it's about loving people why because they're lovable no because it pleases god and if you can shift that in your brain and get to past the fact of you're not lovable right now and you're not i don't even like being in the same room with you i so i'm not going i don't have to love you right now That's not how this works. I don't love my wife or my friends or my family. I don't love them because they're lovable. I don't love them because they deserve it. I don't love them because they are worthy of it. I love them because it pleases God. And that changes the way I see things. Because now, if my wife is not acting right or my children aren't acting right or my friends or my coworkers or whatever are just acting weird, I can't pull away from them and say, I tell you what, when you guys get your act together, I'll be back, and I will love you like I'm supposed to. But until you get your act together, I'm out. That's not how this works, because I am loving these people because God calls me to, and I am here to please him. It is not my job on this planet to please my life. It's not my job to please y'all. It is not my job at all to please the people that are in my life. It's not. It's my job to please God. And how do I please God? Well, I do love my wife, and I do honor you guys, and I do try to bring new people into my life. I do that because it pleases God, not because it pleases anybody else. And certainly, certainly not because it pleases me. And just like, just like it takes time, discipline, and sacrifice to follow God, it takes time, discipline, and sacrifice to love my wife, to love my friends, to love my family, to love my daughters, to love the people that are in my world. It takes time, discipline, and sacrifice. What about parenting? What about parenting? You know, you never stop being a parent. Some of you guys, your, your children are a little older. Uh, but you never stop being a parent. My, both of my daughters have, have recently gotten married. Uh, I say recently. One of them's coming up on five years now. Holy cow. I'm getting old. Um, and But you never stop being a parent. Uh, it, your role shifts a little bit, but you never stop. Uh, Proverbs twenty-two-six says to train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he won't depart from it. And if you miss that, if you didn't quite get that done when they were a child, when they were actual physical children, then it's okay to to work at it as they're adults, and and to continue to train them up in the way they should go. And maybe it, you know it's a little harder when they're adults because they have their own lives. And but. Um, Our our job is to um, train them up however we can. And that doesn't ever go away when they become something that we don't like. We are still here to love them, to honor them, to, to cherish them, to hope and pray that they become who it is that God wants them to become. But it doesn't stop because we don't like to do it anymore. It doesn't. It takes time. It takes discipline. It takes sacrifice. And i got to be willing to give myself away for all of these people. And that's just some, a, a couple of quick and easy examples. Actually, they're very hard examples of how we are to honor God and to, and to please him. Whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. You know, I think a lot of people think <clears throat> in these terms that, yes, I, I, I will take the time to, to honor and to please God in the big decisions of my life. But really, how many big decisions do you have in your life? There are are plenty, but you don't make big decisions in your life every day. You don't. And I believe that God is calling us to know him, to love him, to honor him, to please him throughout the day. And to plan for, and as I'm making these smaller decisions in my life, it plans for the bigger ones that are to come. Paul David Tripp, who um, is a... Um, a very it's a modern a modern author uh, I highly encourage you to read anything he puts out uh, it's really really good stuff he wrote this he says you and i live in little moments and if god doesn't rule our little moments and doesn't work to recreate us in the middle of them there is no hope for us listen to this you see the character of life is not set in two or three dramatic moments But in the tens of thousands of little moments, the character that is formed in those little moments shape us for how we respond to the big moments of life. So throughout the day, out of the heart, come negative things. And we have this choice to make. Remember my little graph that I didn't draw, but we have this choice to make. Am I going to please me and just allow my my feelings and the way I want to do things my habits to dictate my life because as I do that let me tell you my life gets hard the way of the transgressor is hard Proverbs says but if I make the hard decision in that moment this is what I want to do but this is not what I'm going to do I'm gonna make the hard decision to follow God and as I do and as I allow him to change me and to grow me, to shape me into what it is that he wants me to do, to make these right decisions, to respond the proper way, because I've taken the opportunity just to kind of say a silent prayer in my head, God, how do I honor you in this? How do I please you in this? As I do that, my life gets easier because I am following hard after a God that loves me, and he starts to bless me. The greatest illustration I guess I can give you of this <clears throat> early on uh, when I was a teenager, I felt God calling me to to some sort of ministry and when we I got married at age twenty two and when I did get married um i was uh, i was really fresh out of college <clears throat> had zero dollars in my pocket i mean I had nothing and the idea of going now to seminary and to following God into something else um I just didn't think I could do it and I didn't think that I necessarily needed to go to to school to to be in that, but I I just withdrew from it. Um, And I kind of got a little bit bitter over it with God. And so I started praying, okay, God, show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to do. Show me what you want me to do. And I literally prayed this prayer for 18 years. Show me what you want me to do from age 20 to age 38. And I remember very vividly at age 38, I realized that I am my prayer. God, show me what you want me to do is a very selfish prayer. And I realized that the only thing I was really praying was God, show me something that I can do that I would where I would impress everybody. Show me what I can do that's going, that going to be really cool for everybody else around me. And, and they're going to think that I'm really something else. When I realized that, and I realized that I'm simply trying to please myself, and the last 18 years of my life were just, spiritually speaking, they were just hard they were just hard. They were disappointing. They were bitter. They were, I was angry. And just so many things were going on in my life that were just wrong. And when I shifted over to God, show me how I can please you in the little tiny things. And I began to grow and change and become something different. And I'm telling you something, the last few years of my life, after starting to ask those questions about God, how can I please you? How can I honor you? How can I become more like you? Not what do you want me to do, not how can, I, how can I look good to everybody around me, but what do you want me to do and how do you want me to become? And my life went from being difficult because I was making these easy decisions to let myself do what I wanted to do, and I started making the hard decisions to follow God and to allow him to ask to tell me to do things that were difficult. And my life got so much easier. And God started blessing me in so many great ways. And just and in, and in, in, in just in my peace, just in joy, and 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 I'm telling you, uh, it is such a difference in my life because I quit trying to please myself and honor myself, and I started trying in every the small tiny decisions to make the hard decisions to follow God and to honor Him in all that I did. Now. I ain't perfect at it. I'm certainly not saying that. There are more days than not that I don't do this right. Please don't hear me saying I got it all figured out because I don't. But I know that when I live with those hard decisions and allowing him to make my life easier, it it is a peace and a joy that I have never, ever known. And me encourage you in 2023 to begin making these small decisions to honor God in all of the little tiny things that you do. When you get upset, when you get frustrated, when you get sad, when any emotion is taking you over, it is a great time to ask yourself the question, how do I please God in this? And if you don't know, that's not a bad place to be. Go to God's word and find out. Ask a mentor, an advisor. um, Go to a sermon. Listen to a song. Do something that's going to connect you with God and ask him to help you understand what you're supposed to do right then. And I can promise you, your life will go from being very difficult to being easier. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm just saying it's going to be easier because you'll have the favor of God in your life. Would you bow your heads with me and close your eyes just for one second. I'm just going to ask you to, to, to say some, a small prayer as we close this morning. You know, as, as, as we take a look at, at, at our lives and, and how we are to grow and change, I wonder if there's this that one thing. That you can say, this is just that. Not say out loud. I'm not asking you to 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 tell me anything here. But would you? Is there that one thing that you would say? You know what, man? In 2023, I want to give up this sin, or I want to take on this characteristic. Maybe there's something very specific that God is leading you to do right now. I want to ask you if you would just be willing, just to say that prayer to Him and say, God, take take away this sin from me. Or or let me start this new practice or whatever it is that's in your brain or in your heart right now. And just ask God to to say that, to, to, uh, to make that available to you. And now remember, be as specific as you possibly can. Be as measurable as you possibly can. If there's something that God wants to start in you, don't just say, God, I want to be better. Say, God, I want to start doing this thing three days a week. I want to get up 30 minutes earlier. I want to make this phone call. I want to something very specific and measurable. And here's why. The very last part of that that passage that we read. So in verse 9, it says, whether I'm at home or away, I make it my goal to please God. But verse 10 says this, and I don't want you to miss this as we close this morning. Verse 10 says, for we must all stand before Christ Christ be judged. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or the evil that we have done in this earthly body. My friends, these stakes are very, very high. So don't miss them simply because you have a habit of not doing what it is that you're supposed to do. Allow God to grow and change you, and I promise you your 2023 will be blessed for it. God, we do thank you for your love, and thank you that you give us everything that we need for life and godliness. And even the smallest verses, God, can mean so much to us because we are learning to grow and change and to become more like you. And so, God, I pray that in my life that 2023 will be a year that I will take every opportunity to make the hard decisions to train my brain to follow you and to get rid of my ungodly habits, to get rid of the reactions that I have that are that are based on my emotion and to truly want to follow and to hear your voice and hear you say, go do this now. Lord, I just thank you so much that you allow that into our lives and you allow us to do that. Thank you for allowing me to be here today with my friends. Lord, I just pray that you'll just bless that time and I pray that you'll bless their time back to them. In Jesus' name, amen.